So the past couple seasons have started with Kenny Cashman joining us right away for the first episode. For season six, we decided to mix it up and wait all the way until episode two to have him on. Just uh, keep the, the listeners patiently waiting, but definitely glad to have you back as always. So Great to be back. I thought you'd uh, given up on me. You know, I saw the episode <laughs> well, drop in the feed. Yeah, so... Uh, I think if if you were listening the last time Kenny was on, which was right before the NFL playoffs, you'll know that I basically said, I don't want you here because (laughs) I wanted to go on your podcast because I hadn't been on C-Team, even though you had been doing it for two and a half years at that point. Uh, Right. Seems kind of a shame that it took till what, episode like 137 or whatever it's going to end up being. Something like that. Yeah, we've recorded it. It's not out yet, but it finally happened. Yes, it did finally happen. Uh, so that was really exciting. Definitely someone someone can look forward to. Brian, I would say, I mean, if you feel like it, it is one of the the lowest types of like preparation and anything that you'll ever have to do for a podcast. Like it was it was actually crazy how this went on compared to what we've been doing. So I got a prepare even less than what I already do. No, I'm just joking. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I so I guess just to go behind the scenes, uh, they use Skype still, which I think, you know, Kenny <laughs> acknowledges is ridiculous. It it was a pain just being able to get Skype set up on my computer. I, I haven't uh, used Skype in like 10 years. <laughs> I don't think I've used Skype since freshman year of college. Like pretty much with FaceTime and Zoom and Zencaster, like we use Google Meet, uh, you know, all that. It's just... Skype feels irrelevant these days. But anyway, um, I jump into the Skype thing and it's almost immediate. Like, okay, Corey's here. Okay, let's start a recording and jump into it. <laughs> like, uh, right. what, I mean, what else do you need to do? You know? <laughs> well, yeah. So like for us, we usually have like some level of prep. You know, when we're doing a top five, it's like, okay, this is the order or just other segments where it's like, okay, we want to make sure this is organized. We feel comfortable talking about things. Yeah, we, for, we have some sort of game plan going yeah. in. They had no idea what the topic was until like 10 minutes <laughs> into the episode when it's like, yeah, Corey gets to choose it. <laughs> I, I, apparently, they at least knew I was coming on, but they didn't realize I was joining because they did two episodes. They didn't know which episode I was on. I just randomly showed up and like, oh, hey, Corey. So yeah. there are no pregame game plans or halftime adjustments for, for there. It's really just like, <laughs> all right, he's here, guys. Let's go. Let's go into the game now. <laughs> well, there there used to be, we used to go in with some kind of plan. We would, you know, discuss a topic, take some notes, but little by little, after over 130 episodes, we realized we really don't need that. You know, we hit record, we can do the discussion beforehand of what's the topic, or we can just do that on, on the recording. And then it saves time. It saves effort. It's just easier. And, you know, the quality, I don't think it suffered because it wasn't good in the first place. <laughs> so it's just all fine. No, it definitely worked out. And I, I, I enjoy it. It is like there are times you can tell that you're just kind of rambling about stuff with no direction of where the conversation is going. But I think that you do a good job of saving things. And I, I liked it. Uh, I hadn't really talked with either of your co-hosts in a very long time, like probably <laughs> since the last time I was using Skype regularly. So uh, that was kind of fun to you know catch up and have some conversations with them. But uh, yeah, definitely a cool experience, and uh, you know I'll try to not go 135 episodes without returning. So yeah, I don't even know if we'll do another 135. <laughs> so best you've been to not saying wait. that pretty much since the beginning, and they they yeah. still keep coming out every single week. So that's true. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's kind of get into he's done it, and 
it feels like every time we have Kenny on, there's a reason to talk about Tom Brady. And when he's in the news, uh, it, it just works out perfectly. So I, I think that's a good way to start this. Um, have you bought tickets to, to Tom Brady's comedy show yet? <laughs> I, I'm a little bit... Uh, I was trying to find out exactly what's going on. There's no tickets, right? <laughs> I, I don't think it's gone to that point. I but I, reportedly, the reason why he's not joining Fox Sports until 2024, at least, is because he wants to pursue a career in stand-up comedy for some reason. <laughs> so... The, I saw that, and then I... And then I saw that that wasn't true. But there is, is that I a think, lie? There's a thing called greatest roast of all right. time. The roast is real, okay. I believe. I don't know about anything else. Is that like a Comedy Central roast he's going to do? It's Netflix. Netflix. Okay. It's still the same kind of thing, though, right. where when people right. roast, it's it's just for Tom Brady in this case. So he's not actually planning on like going on a, a tour and like you know going to arenas and stadiums and seeing if people <laughs> love him so much that they'll just pay money to see him tell jokes. I Why mean, did the goat cross the road? Hey. <laughs> Jokes like that. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 he could. Like, I would go, you know? Oh, I know you obviously would. Obviously, I would go. Yeah. And you would I don't pretend think he'd to come like to New England, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd grace us with his presence, though. He made it pretty clear he doesn't want to come back here. So, probably have to travel to, to Florida. Uh, there Texas. are rumors about him uh, coming out of retirement, though, and going to Miami. <laughs> I, I don't know how serious they are, but something Rich Eisen did bring up today look i'll buy a jersey i don't i'll buy a jersey of any team it doesn't even matter i love the dolphins jersey color so i i wouldn't buy one but like i i would appreciate if you had a, a like a nice teal dolphins jersey of tom brady on the podcast at some point is that like serious though because i had like finally convinced myself that like he was actually retired or you know rich eisen he, just he like submitted to f- papers to, yeah. to something to that, like actually makes it anything, really though? official doesn't that not mean anything until a certain date or something? I am pretty... Uh, well, last year, he didn't even bother like submitting papers. He just retired or said he was retiring. Right. But but I heard something. I, I don't I don't keep up with this super well, but I heard that the paperwork was like kind of not really anything until a certain date or until something else. I don't really know. But uh, I, think he's, I think he's done. I don't think he's playing this year, at least. If he does come back, I think it's not in 2023, but... You know, who knows? It could be a one-off because there were also rumors about Philip Rivers coming back, and he was out, he's been out for a year now, and there are actually talks about him coming back too. Which again, kind of the same boat as Tom Brady, where like I don't know how serious, and I think it's unlikely, but you never know. Taking a year off at that age as a quarterback and trying to come back just seems like a crazy move. To do. I look at look at uh Sean Payton. He took a year off and he and there talks about him hiring Matt Patricia. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's interviewing <laughs> Rex coach. Ryan. Yeah, he was all over the place. Rex right. Ryan, who hasn't coached in like eight years. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's been at ESPN with hot takes. And the yeah. game's like completely different ever since he retired, too. Yeah, I mean, he didn't end up going in either of those directions. I forget who he hired. I just know it was a more It was boring. Vance Joseph. Oh, Vance Joseph. That's right. Oh, never mind. Yeah, bringing back the old head coach. Which is another, the guy that like, they fired in the first place. Yeah, well, there were talks about guy, Vic Fangio coming back. They said, no, let's do the coach before him instead. It's just wild to go back to your former employer as like a demoted position. <laughs> Having the time of his life. <laughs> Vance <laughs> Joseph. Remember that. <laughs> As for Brady, I, I I feel like he doesn't know what to do with himself. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. But people also just want to re, you know they want to report on anything. They want to be the first. They want to just 
even if it's wrong, they'd rather be first and wrong than second and right, you know? So I think people just hear something, they say it, they put it out there. Honestly, the, the stand-up comedy stuff, from what I've seen, it seems to not be real. It's quite possible to me that the roast thing was misconstrued, and that I think that is actually happening. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, he is actually not starting with Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that part is but, true. you know, beyond that, I... I don't really know. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll do whatever Tom tells me to do, but I'm content with letting the man live his life for now. You know, why, why is he taking this long to, to, to go to Fox? Like, why does he need an extra year? To, I, like, Tony Romo went into, he went into he went in right away, like, right away. Yeah, like, what right happens? After he retired. What happens if he goes to Fox this year and the next year he wants to play again? I don't know. This is a real like that was what Jason Witten did. Know. But I think uh, oh, ESPN yeah. wasn't all that upset about losing Witten. <laughs> right. So. Hey, it could happen. Like, what if he's in Fox and he's broadcasting a game and he sees a quarterback just make a stupid decision and he just gets so mad, like, oh, I can go out there and do this crap, and, and then he comes back the next year. I could I could see that, where he just he just sees all the bad play. He, he even said this in an interview uh, in the middle of the season last year where he talked about how like how much bad football there is out there. Yeah, well, probably I mean, not a good why. time to say it since his own team was also playing bad football. But well, that's why uh, I'm surprised he retired, honestly. But I, I don't know. It's it's tough to say. Last year, last year, I I said I believe I went on record on this podcast that the retirement seemed off and that I you know it it didn't sit right with me and something seemed weird, and then he came back. You know, so I don't know. Not to not to say that not to say that I know things because of that, but this time I don't. I'm not like. I don't get the feeling that, oh, something seems weird. This doesn't add up. He's, you know, I don't know about the retirement thing. Um, I think we might have even recorded between when the rumor started and when he actually uh, it was, yeah. retired. Yeah. I remember we were talking about it in like late February and then it was probably right. like a week or two later when he decided he was coming back. I don't remember if it was a Sunday right before free agency or a week before. Because I was trying to think, did we miss the date? Because, you know, he retired on the same day. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. so would he come back on the same day? But um, I don't know. It feels like it's less likely still, but this is the first time I'm hearing the Rich Eyes and stuff. Apparently, I I just don't follow him on Twitter. It it happened today. (laughs) Yeah. What was he saying? Oh, he just talked about, like, at the Combine, he talked with some, some, you know, insiders or whatever and like hey watch out for tom brady there's a chance and that's 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 all he said like it wasn't like anything okay anything super crazy or or, yeah it seems more real to me this time and i'm you know last year when he when he retired I, i felt it felt off to me and i was kind of i felt like if if honestly it felt off because like Adam Schefter put it out, and then Brady put it out there that he wasn't retiring, and then a week later right. he put out this thing, this long uh, essay about him retiring, and then you see him weeks later at a soccer game uh, because the the he you know people were thinking like oh he's he's there to watch a soccer game like no he's there to meet with the owner uh, well, about and and people are saying rumors about how like he wanted out in Tampa which he probably really did but. He real he realized that the only way he could play football was in Tampa. He was either play in Tampa or don't play at all. I also before before it was even leaked that he was retiring last year, I was actively saying that he wasn't going to retire. There were 
to me a lot of signs pointing to him not retiring and then it came out that he was I genuinely didn't believe it last year and then he did and I it, it just felt so weird but this year you know it came out and it I wasn't you know I wasn't expecting it but I wasn't shocked and I I think that it at least this year I don't think he's gonna play I don't think he's gonna play again to be totally honest of course could be wrong but uh I don't if he does. I think I don't it's more think it's real this, this time around than last year. Right. And I honestly like the 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 broadcasting thing could be because he doesn't know about the future and you know if he wants to play in a year it's probably cleaner for him to not have to be like okay Fox I know I'm here I've been here for a year but I'm going back to play. It's probably cleaner to say actually I'm going to have to delay further I'm going to play again. But I I think this year he's not going to play. And you know what? He pro- if he wants to play at 50, he should take a, a gap year, you know? He should take a year off. He'll be a year closer, but not a year more uh, banged up from the game. So maybe that's what I'll tell myself uh, when I try to. <laughs> well, fifty is still be like a few years away. At that point, I it's know. like he's on the verge of the Hall of Fame. He's not going to wait that long to come back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, Play in the XFL or something. Uh, yeah, that would be crazy. So I guess just to you know mention soccer a bit. So you were talking about it. Is Manchester United Glazers on them? Yeah, Did you Manchester see the, United, the score mm-hmm. on? Sunday in the Premier League against Liverpool. They I mean, lost. I don't remember the exact match. All I remember was it, was it was Manchester United. He took a picture with Ronaldo. No, no. So like this year, they like they played oh. literally like on Sunday and they lost seven nothing. It's the worst loss in Premier oh. League history. So just wanted to point that out while we're talking about you know Brady and soccer. I was like, yeah, that was the team. Um, you know, oh. not looking good for them right now. Anyway, I don't think we're going to be talking about Brady again next week. Who knows if Eisen's on to something. Uh, somewhat related, kind of going back to the whole you know, NFL players doing comedy stuff. Did either of you see Travis Kelsey on SNL? And by that, I mean, did you watch clips of him on SNL on YouTube or Twitter yeah, the next I, day? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it like, when it happened, but did I, what, did I see clips of it, though, afterwards? Yeah, I, and I think he's... I, think he's I, think, I thought he was funny in those. I liked the, uh, the bit where... It was like the NFL gives back, yeah. uh-huh. and and he's like and he's carrying like all the like the women that were in that clip, and yeah, that wasn't he, even he, on the actual show. Like they didn't air that live on Saturday. Yeah, it was like the best. I heard skit that they, they cut did. out. I heard that they cut out some things that they were, were supposedly too inappropriate. Is that true? Oh, I I don't know that. Well, I don't I don't know. Possible. I'm just I, I just know I just that know, they were well, there were. There the were show that were just, cut out. Yeah, so the show runs longer than expected. You know, it's a live show, and there are always like little things that they aren't able to release. And the NFL gives back just happens to be one that they decided not to put out there, even though I think that's one that most people are you know, most receptive to. Um, I really, in- I thought his his monologue was good. Uh, I yeah, I definitely laughed at parts of it. I think um, so. The whole like going back and forth with Jason Kelsey, you know, he is in the audience. It made sense to you know talk about the Super Bowl and everything, and then um, <laughs> the uh, the the catching Kelsey thing. I thought that was kind of funny as a former fan of uh, reality dating shows when he was like comparing it to The Bachelor, and yeah. it was like, yeah, unlike The Bachelor, we we caught footballs and people actually watched that show, and he, he was saying <laughs> that uh, technically Peacock could air it, they just choose not to because it's not a good show. Yeah, I, I, I barely watched. I, I, I mean, I saw clips of that too, but it was, it was just not something yeah. that I, I thought it was. The idea of it was stupid at the time. Kelsey, and, oh, but the show, like catching Kelsey, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like I, me- uh, I remember about uh, hearing about hearing about that at the time. Uh, 
what I'll say about the Travis about Travis Kelsey is that like yeah, I obviously hate, can't stand the guy like like on the field like his personality, but like I can I can uh, dissociate that when it comes to like off the field and doing this. Like I think like I think he's probably someone that would be fun to hang out with. Like, I, and he was he was funny in SNL. Like they're they're you know Peyton and Eli. I I probably enjoyed them more and JJ Watt on SN- when they did their SNL. Uh, when they hosted at the time, but I still thought Kelsey was funny. Um, and then, yeah, like the NFL uh, gives back and the, 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 the skit where he, he ran into his girlfriend. I don't know if you saw that one. That the, skit. I started to watch it. I, I was not a, did a I watch more of it than one. you did? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I started to watch that clip. I, I just, for whatever reason, I forget why, but I just was like, yeah, I can't do this one. But you actually okay. like that? Yeah, that one's funny. Yeah. Okay. I like the Please Don't Destroy one they did where he was like teaching like the self-defense class and was just like beating up the guys. Oh, yeah. I remember that too. That was also That was also good. I guess, Kenny, do you have any, any thoughts? Like, I didn't see any of it. I didn't see a single Do you single like Travis Kelsey? So, I hate the man. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, I don't like the Chiefs. I don't like him. And he seems like a, he seems like a good person, which makes me hate him more. Uh, I don't really have anything to go off of other than that. I did, you know, I don't know if he was good on SNL uh, because I didn't see it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think in general, football players are not uh, funny or good actors. Even like, you know, Peyton. Peyton's probably one of the better ones. Tom Brady's had his moments, but still, you know, they're football players. So I'll check Travis Kelsey out on SNL. uh, But. I don't, I don't, it's not going to make me like him. Yeah. So like what Kenny said, I don't like Travis Kelsey, but I did find him amusing on SNL. I mean, Peyton Manning was Tom Brady's biggest rival, but who do I think is funnier and who would I rather hang out with Peyton Manning? I think he was. I'm sorry. You'd rather hang out with Peyton Manning than Tom Brady? Yeah, I would rather. Peyton Manning would kiss you on the lips. I think he'd be a much better. Peyton Manning's not going to kiss you on the lips, Brian. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if no, I hung out with Tom Brady, I'd just be ashamed of myself, like about because everything about him is awesome. But like Peyton Manning, he'd be fun to talk with, and uh, I don't know. I think he's. I just think he's fun, a funnier guy. That's that's just me. That's it's why we've been questioning for this Tom lines. Brady comedy thing. Like <laughs> Tom Brady doing that? Are you seriously? Yeah. Anyway, um, is that a crazy I, take that, I'd, that I think <laughs> Peyton would be much I more fun to hang out no, with? No, I Tom don't Brady? think so at all. I think for at least. Our personalities, Peyton is a hundred percent more of a good time. I think if you are a celebrity, you'd probably rather hang out with Brady because you're just he is more of a celebrity than Peyton is. Yeah. Well, and if we're talking about personalities, I don't really have a good answer. But if we're like if we're talking about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, I would one hundred percent rather hang out with Tom Brady because I love Tom Brady. You would rather do like a meet and greet with Brady. You'd rather shake his hand, like take a photo with him, you there, know, maybe yeah, have there a you quick go. conversation. But if you're like I re- am I, I, yeah, we'd rather go to a Meet bar. And greet. And I'd, rather, a I'd rather be Tom Brady, but but hang out with for a day or or yeah. whatever. Talk talk without a bar for an hour or have a full on conversation. Definitely Peyton Manning. <laughs> I I I still don't agree, but it it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean that's just your love for Brady. I think exactly and it I, is. It is no, and I, I understand that. Like there there are probably other athletes that I would you know be like, oh yeah, obviously I'd rather hang out with them, even though their personality might not be the same as a player that I don't like as much. 
<laughs> anyway, I guess uh, we can talk about some real football, some like actual stuff involving you know present and future NFL players. And uh, I think I'd rather just kind of start with the the combine because that's something that. Uh, you know, has happened over the past week. And there's a lot to kind of get into. But the first question I have is how much do you guys actually care about the combine? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> oh, I, I know bit. I, I know that within the past couple years or so, I've talked about how much I'm more into the draft than I used to be, especially that the, the pandemic year when I was just dying for entertainment. Uh, when the draft came on, I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm all in on this. And I don't, yeah, so I've been more into the draft uh, in recent years than then and then you know past years uh going way back but i mean when it comes to like yeah the combine stuff and like uh who's got the best broad jump the 40 time i don't i don't care i i even though i'm into the draft when like on draft day it's great drama it's great theater with like all the trades that happen and who's going where i think that stuff is fun and then just of course checking in to see what your team is going to do, although in Kenny and I's case, it's you know they don't do anything until the next round or the next day, uh, or they take a fat guard. Uh, but you know, taking out our personal teams or personal fandom, uh, it's still great theater on draft day. But what I hate about the draft is draft talk. Like, oh, this guy, he's the first one in, last one out. Uh, he he's got crazy athleticism blah 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 like, i hate i hate draft talk does that make sense <laughs> yeah you know i i do think that makes sense acting I mean, like you know all the like everyone's uh scouting report on yeah like, like all the I, like mel kuyper and todd mcshay stuff like uh-huh. oh this guy's the real deal and all that like we don't really know until until it happens yeah i certainly don't care about the the combine statistics i i'm i'm interested in the draft but i uh it's hard because for me, I want to know, like, I like watching the draft, but then, you know, it comes to the Patriots and they choose a player and I'm like, who is Cole Strange? I have literally never heard this name in my life. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's why I mentioned like, well, the Patriots, it's not fun in that right. case because they either trade out or they take some guy that shouldn't even be taken in the first round. Uh, you know, and honestly, you know, the, even like going back to the 2021 draft, the, you know, Jaguar draft, they take Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I know him. I know the next few quarterbacks, but even frankly, Kyle Pitts comes up. I know him now, but at the time, I'm like, I, okay, that's cool. I don't know who that is, and it's like and that I just want, speaks to you not really being a fan of college football. Well, so. and that's the thing is, I want to know more about the players. I want to know who's good and and, and everything, and and know who is even at what position because I don't know the basics a lot of the time. But I'm not willing to put in the work. I don't watch college football. I'm not going to like research it, see, and so ultimately, see. I just don't know. See, I'm kind of in the same boat as Kenny where, like, I don't really watch college football outside of, like, the super important games, like the, you know, some of the biggest bowl games are, like, the national championship. Well, not even this, not this year, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, uh-huh. And there are some guys, so, yeah, let's just use Kyle Pitts for an example. I didn't really know who he was, but, you know, as the draft approached and people are talking about how, like, it's ba- he's basically a wide receiver playing tight end and he's, like, he's one of the, you know he's the next generational tight end prospect and yeah you learn about guys like that it's like okay that's he's someone that you know I could draft on my team and I can tell you from recent experience in the last two seasons in our league it hasn't gone well for yours truly so (laughs) um but I know what Kenny's saying is that there are certain guys that like this year's draft like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud I know who those guys are right I know that I know like 
not I don't even want to say the big names. I typically know the quarterbacks because those yeah. are the ones that people talk about, you know. And if my team's not looking for a quarterback, it's like, okay, well, that's not particularly interesting to me. When the Jaguars needed Trevor Lawrence, that was great. You know, I was on their website refreshing, waiting for them to officially pick him, and I bought his jersey immediately. But, you know, when I going to buy I will a say Jones that, jersey? That draft I was more hyped for than last year's draft because two years ago, our team was rumored to get one of the top quarterbacks. And there were yeah. five quarterbacks rumored to be taken in the first round, and, and that's exactly what happened. Like There were five taken in the first 15 picks, and so it was a quarterback-heavy draft. But last year was really just like all defense and linemen. Uh, Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback taken in the first round. and It was 20th overall. So uh, Yeah, and and it was really – him and Malik Willis were talked about being first-round picks, and but – like neither of those guys would be taken ahead of the other five guys uh, that were taken in the draft the year before. So, it, quarter, when when it's a quarterback heavy draft, it makes it a, a little bit more exciting for a casual fan. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, obviously, last year was more interesting for me, knowing that the Steelers could end up taking quarterback, especially right. with how everything played out. But I also tend to agree that the 2021 draft is more exciting because of the quarterbacks this year quarterback is certainly going to be exciting i i don't necessarily care about the combine either i think there's value in the measurables i don't necessarily know that these should really sway your opinion more than actual game tape and seeing how these guys perform uh but i do think that we're going to kind of see that because you have a guy like anthony richardson who so- so Balls this is out what I was just about. To, this is what I was just about to say that I I, I knew that that dude was going to get talked up because oh yeah he, he because uh, at Florida like, people were just raving about how great he was like his athleticism but he can't he's not a great passer he he completed fifty percent of his passes at Florida and he didn't throw a touchdown pass his senior year for the first like month and a half of the season yeah and. And people were making all these Josh Allen comparisons. Like, I know Josh Allen was also completing 50% of his passes uh, in the first couple of years of his career, but that's the NFL. Anthony Richardson, I know Anthony Richardson is play- well, was playing in the SEC, uh-huh. or, which is like the AAA of the NFL, but still college football. <laughs> you're, Josh, you're only completing that many passes. It's- to be fair, Josh Allen only had a 53% completion rate at Wyoming. So it was the same kind of you know situation there, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, Anthony Richardson has been getting comparisons to Josh Allen, to Cam Newton, to Lamar Jackson. Yep. I've started to buy into him. I'm not going to lie. Just like the the potential, like the athleticism, like the dude. So 40 and a half inch vertical jump probably doesn't really mean anything. <sighs> Who, but What do you well, need? I, I did what see do you need the vertical jump for, to so play you quarterback? Like one of those Tebow jump passes. Like. What do you got, the, the Philly Philly? What, 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 yeah. what, what, what do you need to know for... Vertical leap at the quarterback position. I uh, guess are there more like you know goal line uh, jumps? <laughs> like I don't know. I, that that drove me crazy. That and the broad jump. Yeah. What do you I mean, need? Being what able do you need to that jump, stuff at quarterback for? No, there's <laughs> not really a whole lot. But just in terms of like the size, I I think his six five two forty eight or two forty four. He was like basically the same size as Cam Newton. Uh, so I think there's a lot of like he's to me kind of the the better comparison just for that reason with like a little bit of Josh Allen though because Cam Newton had 
arguably the greatest single season for a quarterback in college football history. It's him or Joe Burrow. And you can say, well, Joe Burrow is passing to Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Cam Newton literally didn't play with another NFL player. Yeah. So that to me is like a 1A, 1B situation. Anthony Richardson has all this hype and Florida was like, I don't know, eight and five this year. (laughs) They were like, he himself wasn't this great player. Like, you know, I, I think he's someone who teams are going to talk themselves into if they can, you know, develop him right. He can be an absolute star, but his on-field performance doesn't really suggest he should be compared, you know, with guys like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, who were in the playoffs multiple times and put up uh, incredible performances in the biggest stage. I'm, I'm, he, he's, he's definitely getting talked up enough where he's going to go in the first round. Anthony Richardson. I think it's a question of how high in the first round. I think it's almost right. guaranteed yeah. top ten after this week. And he probably is he going to go number one? It's very unlike. I mean, I don't think he'll go ahead of the the three uh, projected guys in the first round: uh, Young, Stroud, and Levis. And I don't think he's going to go ahead of those guys. But are you saying number one quarterback? Number one overall, number one quarterback, however you want to look at it. Yeah, and the Bears I, have said I, they're I, that's been the rumored, but I, I highly doubt it. That's true. Yeah, I make it I, sound like I'm a hater. I I just I just enough with the vertical and broad jump like talk. <laughs> I, I just I can't stand that when it comes to when it comes to his uh, combine results. And Forty time, I think that matters a little bit, especially. It definitely matters, for especially a given that. Well, just given that the. You know the the quarterback position is becoming more m- mobile of a position. Exactly. That. Yeah. Anyway, Kenny, I feel like we've been you know even trying to chime in. <laughs> no, I mean I just, I don't know. You know I've heard the I've heard the Bears, you know, want to trade their their number one pick. They don't really have a a need for it. But I've also my knowledge on all of this is as I've said limited. But um. I think that the guy they're going for is Will Anderson, and I don't think they want to lose sight of that. So I don't think they want to trade back too far. Um, I think it's Arizona. I've heard people say, you know, they don't want to drop uh, behind Arizona, which is only <laughs> the Texans. They have to move at that back point. to two. Yeah, the Texans uh, have to which, jump to one. You know, and then there's obviously the argument do the Texans want to move up one spot? And the argument against that is if they don't, then someone else is going to get first quarterback pick. So yeah. Yeah, the the Colts and Panthers they're at four and five, and Panthers those two are teams nine. are. Colts are at four. Panthers are nine. Oh, yeah, Panthers are nine. Seahawks, oh, yeah. but the Colts Seahawks are four are though, five. right? Who's yeah, Colts are, Colts are at four. Yeah. Five is Seattle. Five is Seattle. Oh, okay, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, yeah. The so the Colts and Seahawks. Well, the Seahawks they just extended Geno Smith, but the, yep. but it was a three year deal, and. Even though he had a good year and he'll still remain the starter, you could say that they could draft a quarterback. I so, could see so they're still lo- drafting someone, yeah. There are plenty of teams in that range that are in need of a quarterback. The Texans, no doubt about it. The Colts. Yeah. I, I, I think at, they're, the, the Texans and Colts, at least one is guaranteed to take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and maybe maybe both, I think honestly. They'll, I think they would take the two. Yeah, if given the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that Seattle is going to be using, like, the number five pick on a quarterback after paying Geno Smith, right. but I, I was just looking at the details. $52 million yeah, I, in year one, if I so were it to seems predict, like they I can get out of it if things don't go well in 2023. If 
if I were to predict what they would do, I don't think they would take a quarterback, but I don't think it's you know, it's not it, it wouldn't be for impossible. them to take a quarterback either. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, I guess you know you're talking about Will Anderson being a target for the Bears. I think that another player when you look at the top 2 defensive players in this draft is Jalen Carter. And Jalen yeah. Carter is in an interesting situation right now. And it, it almost is starting, I guess, I don't want to say like it feels like a non-story given it's only been a few days right now, but he's someone who has red flags for character issues and things. And it feels like stuff that's mostly going to be ignored. But when you are actually arrested and booked for a misdemeanor reckless driving charge that coincides with the death of a college teammate and recruiting staff member... I would think some NFL teams are at least going to be a little skeptical of taking you potentially number one overall or in the top five. Yeah, I I think Jalen Carter, uh, it would not surprise me if he dropped a little, but it, I mean, it would surprise me if he dropped like to the mid first round, but maybe he'll go instead of top five, maybe he'll go outside the top five. Like, like at, seven at worst. to the Raiders? Yeah, Feels something like, like the perfect that. fit, I, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't... I hope that doesn't happen, uh, given their given their history. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to the Jalen Carter situation, I I think he, he I think he's guilty of just being a reckless, you know, young adult of you know driving the way he did. But I didn't like the headline of making it seem like he was the reason why the, the you know the woman and the the other his teammate you know were killed i I don't know i i make it sound like i'm i kind of am defending him a little bit it seemed i mean so what i heard was that the woman driver uh who was was twice the legal limit yeah yeah 0.197 bac driving 104 miles an hour um I don't know that Jalen Carter is in the same situation, but this was like a post-championship game celebration. Uh, unless so. if they have proof that he swerved her off the road, I don't, I don't, I don't and think I, it was I necessary think, to yeah. for I mean, him I'm to get sure all this scrutiny. I'm sure there's going to be, you know, an investigation, and and more may very well come out. But it's it's alarming that he lied you know that he yeah, claimed exactly. to come back onto the scene for the first time and then later it comes out that he was there you know no i'm not saying he's he's the direct cause or anything but i would be i would be hesitant to it, it's it's concerning i i guess i was just defending him in that they made it seem like he was the the guy like the reason right like... no i and i understand that but it's also not an isolated incident for him so it's you know do you want to take that risk of using your number yeah, number five pick if it were Seattle to I don't know I don't know about that um they very well might what I've you know the things I've looked at after after all of this has come out still project the Seahawks to take him a lot of the time but uh for me I, I wouldn't think it was worth the risk given the no I just that's history. why I think he'll drop a little because yeah. there are character issues with him um I mean, it sounds like he's going to fit in in the NFL. Character issues? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's an <laughs> unreal talent. Like, I don't think he's going to drop. I remember seeing posts on Instagram. You're like, oh, all these character issues. Maybe he'll fall to the Steelers at 17. I'm like, there's no <laughs> chance that happens. Steelers can maybe trade up if he drops a little, but they're not. it's not 16 teams passing on yeah, him. Yeah, the, the, so. the Patriots have the 14th pick. There, there's no yeah, chance they would, that they he, would get, he drops that far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, well, you think back to, like, Laramie Tunzel 
and I was, was just thinking that with a mask. Yeah, <laughs> it, that came out literally the day, or I guess I think like the night of the NFL draft. He only dropped to thirteen. Now I think smoking but weed a and different a gas tackle mask, got taken ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, so no, there was there was like a, enough of that something happened there, but it is also a situation where like at the time yeah that was like a suspendable thing that ruined players careers now i don't think the same thing would happen given that the nfl has kind of loosened their marijuana policy but uh it is kind of like a similar situation where you had a guy who was like a projected top five pick something bad comes out he still ends up going 13th overall and i think like there's enough time that teams can really flush out jalen carter and in the end he's going to end up being a high draft pick and it's something that is going to continue to follow him to an extent throughout his career really just depends on how much he can kind of mature and grow up and move past these issues or if they're going to continue to be a concern so uh that's definitely something to watch i mean he he left the combine for uh you know a 16 minute jail sentence and i don't think he ended up returning to it but that was like still a possibility so yeah he wasn't he about to get interviewed he had and, he and was then scheduled. The news came out, and then yeah, was, he was scheduled co- to be coincidentally. On the podium. <laughs> it wasn't even because of the a warrant for his arrest. It was actually just happened to be you know when he was at the combine and he was about to get interviewed. But then all of a sudden, news came out <laughs> half hour before he was about to go out there and a- answer questions. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, if he goes out there, he's everyone's just going to ask him about that stuff. And so, yeah, so yeah. he 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 did not end up talking. No. Uh, anyway, I guess, you know, just some other things that I think are kind of interesting. So uh, Bryce Young, how tall would he be? How much was he going to weigh? That was going to be a huge story. The final numbers come out 5'10 and 1 8 inches, 204 pounds, same height, three pounds less than Kyler Murray at the combine. I knew Bryce Young was small. I didn't realize he was that small. I've seen I've seen him listed sometimes as six feet. Yeah, I think Maybe Alabama's he's six feet website. In those shoes he was wearing. <laughs> uh, Alabama's <laughs> website put him at six feet. So, uh, did you see the sneakers he was wearing? <laughs> no, I didn't. Was he wearing oh, like a really picture, tall? There's ones? a picture of him in the the shoes that he's wearing, and it makes him. You could tell it makes him a little bit taller in the shoes that he's wearing. Are they? It's not like, like high NFL heels shoes or anything. Or but, like cleats. But, they football cleats? It was just like normal norm, like sneakers, but Okay, so not something that would actually give him an advantage on the field if he were to wear no. them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be interesting. I think I, I feel like you have to have some kind of concern with the small quarterbacks. At least you can look at Murray and say, Okay, well, he can just be like a video game player with what he can do with his mobility. I don't think Bryce Young is the same type of talent. So even though like it is less of a concern given how mobile the quarterback position is and it's less of a you have to stand in the pocket all the time I don't know if I'd want to take him number one overall I'd rather look at Anthony Richardson and say well he's huge he's not tiny he's not going to get destroyed by NFL players so let's take our chances on him well comparing two small quarterbacks yeah Kyler Murray I don't you can correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think Bryce Young is as quick or elusive as Kyler Murray but he might be more. He might have more of an it factor, like Russell Wilson. Not Russell Wilson now in Denver, but in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, back in the because uh-huh. Russell Wilson five foot nine, five ten, small quarterback as well. I but Wilson he had was a five lot eleven. Of, okay, five. Whatever. He was. He's in that range. He's in that range, but and he had a lot of successful seasons. Or right, so. Yeah, you, 
and also a lot more mature, I'd like to think, than Kyler Murray. Uh, maybe not now. So. Russell Wilson's kind of a, <laughs> not the not the greatest teammate ever now, but I'd like to think he, he he's way more mature than Kyler Murray, just just given all what we've heard about Kyler Murray. Uh, throughout yeah, the I mean the, the bar is pretty low for for Kyler's maturity at this point. And, and there are a lot of games where Bryce Young, I feel like he carried the Alabama team. Oh, he definitely did. I mean that that Texas game, they had no business winning. That, that Texas game where he was about to get sacked on one play, and then he just scrambled for twenty yards and 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 they dodged the bullet. Yeah, he I, set I up the like game-winning field goal. So yeah, I I just felt like the 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 few times where I saw Bryce Young, he really bailed out Alabama right they lost two games and they really could have lost more if it weren't for him yeah I I definitely agree with that I will say just based off of on-field performance Young should have the advantage over Richardson Uh, I think it's just a question of how much NFL teams are scared by his size and stuff versus like what they actually see on the field because even though like you say well he played in the SEC a lot of those guys do end up getting drafted and play in the NFL they're they're not all doing that they're not all as big as a lot of the guys he would go up against so i do think that has to be at least somewhat of a concern that teams will consider um and then a couple other things that just kind of caught my eye as i was going through the combine um kalijah Kansi, he's a defensive tackle from Pitt. he ran a 467 40 the fastest for a defensive tackle since 2003 the guy's like 300 pounds running that quick so his draft stock is going to go up if you know for no other reason than him being quick uh and then there's a southern cal offensive lineman andrew Voorhees. he tore his acl at the combine but he still went out for bench press and did 38 reps more than any other player with one foot on the ground. So it's impressive. I hope, you know, that torn ACL doesn't totally ruin things. I don't know if a team is still going to draft a player that they know won't be available as a rookie, but uh, certainly someone who you can kind of believe is going to bounce back from this, just given that early uh, thing post torn ACL. You guys have any other uh, factoids or players to talk about related to the combine? No, I saw the I saw the what was it forty something inch vertical, but I didn't even realize it was from the combine. That was all. I saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where. See, all this those is the thing. This is the from. thing where I lack in when it comes to the draft is that I'm more about when it comes to personal team. Uh, I I look at needs more right, than right. Than the than actual players, unless if it's the very top, because like Kenny and I, like we don't really know that many players outside of the very top guys that we've seen in big college bowl games. But but I focus on needs is really what it is. Like the people who are actually in the building and and do and have that kind of job are the ones evaluating the players. And uh, yeah. So I'm really more about needs when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for the most part, need is a big factor. Best available is still usually the best way to go, and it's always nice when best available just happens to also be a need. Uh, I know the Steelers can go in so many different directions. It really depends on free agency, and I, I know the Patriots are in a similar situation. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what is the, the more pressing need come April uh, after what happens. I, I mean, they they need receiver. So. Uh <laughs> I would have liked to have known that Nikhil Harry was was uh was trash and that there were like five other dudes that they could have taken at the same position. Yeah. I mean that that was definitely a, a tough 
tough one looking back on it. <laughs> um, and I think that receiver could certainly be a, another need because it sounds like Jacoby Myers is hitting free agency and he's someone who is starting to be viewed as like the top available receiver and will probably the, end up with a big, huge contract. The wide receiver market this year blows. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> terrible. I think part of it, if I, I'm totally guessing, but I think the wide receiver position is being is more valued now than it used to be cuz you know a lot of times in past years you could have you know the best receivers in the league but you you were it didn't help you win a super bowl like Randy Moss he never won Calvin Johnson great player but he was on the Lions which yeah, is probably not fair yeah TO I know he made a super bowl but he was always a pain in the ass he never won a super bowl Larry Fitzgerald should have probably won a Super Bowl just given how great he was, but but you know with the Steelers' last drive, that didn't help. But yeah, the Cardinals never really had a realistic shot of getting him back. I, yeah, that was the one chance that they had. So there were a lot of great receivers that did not win at that time. But looking look at these past few years, uh, two years, two seasons ago, it was Rams Bengals. The Cooper Cup had the greatest season ever at the position. And Jamar Chase was a rookie, and he completely changed their offense, and they made the Super Bowl, and that was a matchup uh, just two years ago. And then this past, this past, uh, th- this past Super Bowl, it was AJ Brown. AJ Brown got traded to the Eagles, and he completely changed their offense, and he was absolutely a factor. And I just, I just think the wide receiver position is being more valued now, and teams are really reluctant to give up guys like that. And and I, that's I'm guessing, but I think that's why the wide receiver market, free agency wise, sucks. <laughs> well, I know a lot of players that were slated to be free agents this offseason were signed to big extensions before. Like if you look at that 2019 draft, pretty much anybody who was anyone was signed to a deal because you had the AJ Brown contract with the Eagles. Debo got extended by the 49ers. Yep. Um, even Deontay Johnson, his contract with the Steelers doesn't look great right now, that but he terrible. still got paid. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, you know, Jacoby Myers just has to feel like the guy who is the best of that bunch who wasn't signed. And they, I'm curious if he comes back or not because they need the the, the team needs to do Mac Jones a solid and and give him more help. I mean, he needs to improve himself. Don't get me wrong, but they, the Patriots, they definitely need to surround Mac Jones with with better talent and Jacoby Myers is by far and away their most reliable weapon uh, in the passing game. And even, even Mac Jones said it himself after that horrible collapse that they had versus the Raiders when Jacoby Myers, great, great, you know, great player, but he also had like the worst mistake ever by that lateral at the end of that game. I'm sorry, Kenny. I <laughs> unexpectedly saw uh, that a clip of that the other day, and I was like, "Why am I? Why am I seeing this? Why well, blocked this just out randomly?" The, they it just to showed up, back. yeah, on like <laughs> Twitter, or Instagram, or yeah. something. And I was like, well, "I don't need this. I don't need this in my life." But Mac Jones was asked, uh, of course, rightfully so, after the game about that play, and he 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 ended up talking about how yeah, Jacoby's the best, one of the best teammates I've ever had. Whatever, whether it's high school, college, or NFL, he's one of the best teammates I've ever had, and he's reliable receiver that you can go to middle of the field or down the field whatever and he says he deserves whatever is coming his way so Jacoby Myers wherever he ends up is going to get paid and you know the Patriots 
really don't like to pay anybody. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know what? Uh, I think if Bill Belichick two is years ago hand we saw Nelson Aguilar thirteen million dollars. That's what I was going to say. Two years ago, the Patriots broke the bank and they and they signed Henry and Janu and freaking Nelson Aguilar too. To well, yeah, but how, look how that worked out. They're not gonna they're not gonna pay anyone else. They tried it; it didn't work. Yeah, but the, well, those are all outside guys. I think there's at least a reason to pay someone you know who you've been around for the last in the four inside years. who has been a good teammate and a good yeah. player. I don't see it. Get rid of Mac Jones while you're at it. <laughs> we uh, yeah, we talked to Brian about it last week. I guess. What see, are I don't thought? think. Are you like actually anti Mac Jones, Kenny? I I dislike Mac Jones on a personal level. Okay. As a player, you know, we'll see. He could still he could still pick it up. But I was really looking for him to in his second year show some improvement, and he, and I didn't see it. I thought he showed promise in his first year, and promise in, in his first year is good. Promise in his second year. Uh, it's not really what I'm looking for. I, I wanted to see more. And so he could definitely improve. I'm not really saying, you know, give up now and try again. But I would also say don't expect this guy to be here for 20 years. You know, I, maybe it could happen. But uh, I would proceed with caution. Uh, and I'm never going to buy his jersey. I don't like him. <laughs> I'll still root I'm, for the I'm, team. I just don't because of just how many jerseys Kenny and I saw <laughs> it's, it's throughout the years. There's so like, did many Brady Mac even Jones ever exist jerseys. here? Come on, people. But no, yeah, when it comes to Mac Jones, yeah, obviously I've said a million times that he's not the greatest. And and even though the Patriots screwed him over with with the coaching wise, uh, I I don't think Mac Jones handled last last year very well either because. Yes, he had a right to complain about how everything was going with the offense, but at the same time, you do have to get over at some point. You do have to move on and just deal with it. And it seemed like every game he was just complaining about something, and and sometimes it was his fault, and he would still complain. And so, yeah, personally, he he needs to improve that part. Uh, and 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 nothing is like what Kenny said. Yeah, you don't expect him to you know be here for you know, 20 years like Brady. And if he doesn't work out, you have to f- be proactive and keep looking for the next guy, whether if it's someone in this year's draft or the next year's draft, whenever it may be. Uh, but I don't see him being traded, though, because Mac Jones is making, what, like $3 million a year, which is a bargain so, at the quarterback yeah. position. And there are rumors about other guys coming in. Be- Belichick doesn't want to bring in a – look at what – transitioning what what look at what Derek Carr just got four years four years 150 yeah. million 100, 100 million, million guaranteed. guaranteed you think Belichick wants to pay that kind of money to a mid, middle yeah, of the like pack Jimmy Garoppolo probably not Jimmy I, Garoppolo is gonna command probably 20 something million a, a year as well he's probably gonna be in that same ballpark too and I don't think Belichick wants to do that I like Brady took all these pay cuts for so many years even as like the top quarterback in the league I, I don't think Belichick's going to want to pay even more to someone that's probably a stiff. I, I just, I don't see it. So that's why I think Mac Jones, he'll probably still be here because he's on his rookie deal. And this is when you should surround him with the most talent, when you take advantage of that rookie contract, like what the Bengals <laughs> have done exactly. the past couple, yeah. couple of it, years where Joe Burrow is still on his rookie deal, but not not for much longer. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it, there's definitely a window. Like, it, there are certain players who 
can elevate beyond that contract, but it is like a finite group and you definitely become, it becomes much harder to win a Super Bowl when you have a quarterback commanding a serious chunk of your salary cap. So, uh, I mean, my, my biggest take on Mac Jones is not going to change until I, I see him play with Bill O'Brien as his offensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, I, I because also agree. I think it's just such a significant upgrade at the OC position over Matt Patricia and what Joe you, Judge. You don't like Matt Patricia? What do you mean? No, no, not at all. I, I The only thing I like about Matt Patricia was that you know Brian and I could share the same experiences with incompetent <laughs> offensive coordinators for a year. <laughs> and I will say that if, if Kenny Pickett does not take a huge year two leap, I have a scapegoat in Matt Canada. That's the only nice thing about him coming back for one more year. So uh, I would definitely be doing the same thing. And I, I guess I understand the, the Mac Jones. No, I, is... I agree, though, that I kind of want to pause the take on Mac Jones and that like first year he showed a lot of promise and the second year was a drastic decline that you know we got we got to see what happens in year 3 to to know uh, sure but i also if i don't see the improvement in year 3 i'm ready i'm, I'm yeah ready. and i i think yeah. that's right. a fair way to look at it i, yeah. I would definitely i, I think agree that's with how it. the majority of people that's that's how majority of people will look at it too yeah i i would hope so um <laughs> So anyway, you know, we, we did kind of mention Geno Smith and Derek Carr. I guess um, I think I, a lot of people assume the first quarterback domino to fall would be Aaron Rodgers, and uh, that clearly did not happen. And it feels like the Jets are really in Aaron Rodgers or bust at this point. Yeah, it sounds. That's who I think it will be, because it sounds like Green Bay is just done with Aaron Rodgers at this point, and they should be. I think. It's, they're kind of a year too late <laughs> right now, but it sounds like they're they're interested in jo- giving Jordan Love a chance. Uh, he's he's been on the bench for three years, and but but they want to see they want to see him on the field. They want to give him that chance, whether if he's good or not. They want to give him that chance, and th- it sounds like they're just sick of Rogers at this point. Which yeah, I think they're, they're tired of the will he won't he. You know, is he coming know, back? It's, what it's, what can it's we just, expect from him? I want him on the Jets. I'm dead serious. I I just think it'd be a fun story. I know it would hurt the Patriots because yes, it wouldn't. He wouldn't. Aaron Rodgers would improve the Jets' chances of being a a playoff contender and maybe possibly more with Aaron Rodgers than Zach Wilson. Like, like that's a fact that he improves their chances uh, over over Zach Wilson. But I want it for the storyline. <laughs> I I just think it'd be him, him that kind of personality, the diva that he is in that in that market with the New York media, I, I would just love it. Uh, so I want it to happen. And and the last thing I want is for him to return to green Bay. Cause it would just be the same shit all over again where yep, I he, he, he plays with everyone agree. and it's like, am I coming back? Am I not coming back? Am I, am I going to a different team or coming back to the same team? And he just ends up picking the Packers. He comes back and they have a good regular season. And then they, and then they choke it away in, in, the playoffs or in in this in this case this last year week 18 and it's just it's over in green bay i don't i don't like their super bowl window's over i i don't see it happening for them anymore and that's why i want him in on a different team i don't really care where he goes as long as i'm not expected to root for him i'm sick of him as long as it's not the patriots right as long as it's not the patriots or the jaguars to be honest that that wouldn't happen obviously but it, right, it's out of the it's out of the question, but uh, you know, in a in a bizarre world where that happens, I would not be happy. Uh, I just want to. I don't care about him. I want to see him lose, and then I want to stop hearing about him. 
So far, I've well, been seeing with him the lose. Packers. Yes, he keeps. But... With with the right. Packers, he keeps no, losing, good. but it's the same thing. <laughs> it's fine for me if he stays with the Packers because then I get to keep seeing him lose. But well, if, if he's with the Jets, I can root against can him even root against more. Him. Yeah, that's true. Un- unfortunately, and, if if he does end up in the Jets, like I said, it it does kind of hurt the Patriots, and they prob the Patriots probably would go zero and two versus them, maybe maybe so, one and one. I don't know. I, but I don't know. I guess my take on the Jets is if they had a player like Aaron Rodgers, just you know Derek Carr, a better quarterback in twenty twenty two. They would have made the playoffs because they went seven yeah. and ten with Zach Wilson yeah. being horrible. Joe Flacco was there to collect a paycheck and get away from his five kids for every Sunday. <laughs> like he didn't want to see the field at all. And uh, you know, Mike White gave him some moments, but he wasn't consistent enough and ultimately couldn't stay healthy. I think a real quarterback gets them to the playoffs last year, but I don't know if you can say that's totally true in twenty twenty three. I think the defense will still be really good, but I think a lot of those teams that sucked in the AFC. I feel like they're going to be a little better to an extent, even just within the division. Miami was all over the place last year. I think if Tua stays healthy and is actually able to like consistently be on the field and play quarterback for them, they should be going up and not down. I think the Patriots should be going up with a more reasonable offense and they have money to kind of improve in other areas. And even though I think Buffalo is going to take a little bit of a step back with some tough roster decisions, they still have Josh Allen. So I don't think like it's a guarantee that Aaron Rodgers takes them to the playoffs. When I say playoff contender, I meant... I should have said compete for a playoff spot. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But like, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily look at it like, oh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. They're the new favorites. Oh, they're the the favorite to go all the way. Like, no, I I wouldn't say that. Or even just like their their ceiling. Uh Their ceiling is much higher. Yeah, but Uh I I would project them as a, you know, in or out of the playoff kind of team. Like, because what you said though, that a lot of teams in the AFC look like they're going to improve on, because the Patriots, they went eight and nine, but with a with with just the worst offensive situation, uh, and now they have a new OC, and and then the Steelers were close to being a playoff team, and Kenny Pickett will have another year under his belt, and then we'll see what happens with Tua, uh, with his Deshaun health. Watson. You get a full season, and then him. yeah, I, Cleveland, Cleveland. I don't know <laughs> that that one. That one's a little bit difficult for me to buy in, but but Deshaun Watson, I'd imagine, will be better than he was last uh-huh. year because last year he was arguably worse than Brissett. Uh, oh, I, I think like numbers wise he was, but he also will have like a full off season, a full uh, off season. With the team. Yeah, I'd imagine that the Browns will be a little bit less, better, less so. little less drama. Uh, yeah, I mean That's Russell it. Wilson can't be worse, right? <laughs> Especially with Sean Payton there. <laughs> See, I question, uh. I question them too, but. <laughs> They couldn't possibly be worse, so that's why you have to look out for them too, uh, to an extent, I guess. Uh, and then the Chargers, even though they'll choke it away at some point in the season, they're still really they're still a really talented team. Yep. So yep, I agree with that. So no, the AFC is much better than the NFC, and so that's why it's even though if Rodgers were to go to the Jets, would they be better for sure? Yeah, but it's not like a guarantee that it leads them to a title or anything like that. Yeah, and I guess just like talking about the NFC, kind of moving on to Derek Carr with the Saints. Like, yeah, they paid a lot of money for him, I think more than a lot of people expected, but now they're the only team in the division with a legitimate starting quarterback. So uh, Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's already the best yeah. quarterback in the division, but it's not because uh-huh. he's great. It's because the division is just terrible with quarterbacks. And yeah, when it comes to Derek Carr, 
he's, yeah, he's a nice guy, and occasionally he'll, he'll he throws a great ball at times, but then he'll make boneheaded decisions, and it's it's a it's just a safe spot for Derek Carr, right? Because yep. the Saints weren't great last year. He comes in, and he could. They're honest. They're arguably the best, the favorite in that division. So. So there'll be positive. There'll be a positive spin on Derek Carr for being a playoff team, but that doesn't really get them anywhere, does it? Probably not. I think making the playoffs is really like the the main goal right now out of any team in the NFC South. There's still a lot of questions. Like who knows what's going to happen? Atlanta and Carolina have been rumored for both. Well, Lamar Jackson. At least Carolina has somewhat been rumored with Aaron Rodgers. But I mean that at that point, if they were to get either of those guys. They're probably both ahead of Derek Carr. Uh, who knows if a rookie can come in like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young and you know be good enough in year one. So there's still a lot to figure out. But at this point in time, you can really envision the Saints winning this division, Derek Carr being in the playoffs, and then who knows what happens from there. What helps in Derek Carr's case is that th- his entire career with the Raiders, their defense always sucked. Uh, starting from 2014 to... To this past season, the defenses for the Raiders ranked 32nd, 22nd, 20th, 20th, 32nd, 24th, 30th, 26th, and 28th. It was never a good defense. That's, that's the Saints huh? ranked fifth last year uh, defensively last season. So he'll automatically get a better defense to, uh, uh, on the other side of the ball for him. So that's one good factor uh, that's helping in Derek Carr's case, but when you look at Derek Carr's stats last year and then the Saints quarterback's stats last year, they're nearly identical. Uh, Carr had 24 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, and so did the Saints quarterbacks last year with Dalton, Taysom, and Jameis. It, it, so are they, I think they're getting a better quarterback than like, freaking Andy Dalton. <laughs> but, really nice guy. Yeah, 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 charitable, nice guy, but good hair, but... He's not a good quarterback, but <laughs> so it is an improvement. I'd like to think, but reading these stats, how much of an improvement is it uh, with Carr at quarterback than Andy Dalton? Which is crazy to say, but I don't know. It, it, I feel I, I feel like it's a crazy overpay, in my opinion. It was very much a desperate move. Uh, I think yeah. that's it was one of those things where Derek Carr could have continued to wait on Aaron Rodgers and said, okay, I'm going to go to the Jets because Rodgers is staying in Green Bay or whatever. But I think the Saints are like, if we give you all this money, will you sign with us now? And now they they lock up. And you said like he's he's like a it's a situation that's better for New Orleans. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know what the alternative was, but it, when you don't have a first him. round he pick, they yeah, he won't get that. He won't get that much scrutiny. Unless he really sucks, he, but he won't get that much scrutiny, just given the same situation with how how last year went with the quarterback position, and then coming in the next season, Kamara, I'd imagine, will be suspended, and then Michael Thomas is never healthy, and yeah, just, a lot of the expectations there. are low, and their division blows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, it seems like a good spot. I understand the contract is, and it, the reality is, quarterback contracts are always going to be higher than you think they should be. So, yeah, I mean, Daniel you look at Jones Daniel really Jones, like it, yeah. that forty million, right? Forty-five million is what he's looking for. I know, That's absurd. I know, it's crazy. So Mahomes' contract, half a billion looks dollar like contract, is looking like a bargain now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's it is. 
I th- just think like with the way that contracts are going and the idea with like a new TV deal, some of these quarterback contracts that maybe seem crazy now aren't going to look as crazy in in a few years. But um, yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. I think uh, you know that division still has a lot of room for improvement, and I think that that he won't be the only notable quarterback joining them. Um, I feel like we talked a lot about NFL. We can kind of you know move on now to to different topics and. Um, you know, let's talk a little NBA and I think, uh, you know, I don't want to spend too much talking about basketball and what happened on the court, but I think one of the biggest, if not the biggest stories in the NBA right now is what happened off the court with, uh, John Morant or as Twitter is calling him, John Warrant, based on (laughs) trending. Uh, yeah. So man, like what a, what a crazy situation with this guy. Like one of the best players in the league. Someone who is set to make all this money on this huge max extension, like future of the NBA, and he just keeps doing dumb things with the the latest being an Instagram video, going live, wielding a gun at a strip club, and he's suspended. It was announced as two games, at least two games. Grizzlies have no idea when they're going to let him come back. Who knows what's going to happen, but it's just, what are you doing? I've I heard recently that the NBA described as reality TV for straight men and I just <laughs> there's so much drama that happens in the NBA. It's I don't I don't really follow the sport, but just the drama surrounding it is it's insane. But yeah, this is you know, I didn't hear about this until until I saw we were going to be talking about it here and I looked into it. it it's it's cra- like I don't even what was he thinking? I, I I clearly he wasn't, but it's just it's it's crazy. It's I feel like every time I hear something about the NBA, I think that that's going to be the craziest thing I hear at least for a while, and then hope, hopefully this is. <laughs> yeah, the NBA is filled with a lot of drama, but yeah, John Morant, uh, yeah, he he's kind of an idiot just for you know wanting to be that guy or wanting to you know he's he's about to make all this money, and he's in the NBA, so he's made it, but. He's he he wants to be the guy like he's from the hood. I don't know. I, yeah, I just, and it doesn't, he's it doesn't he's from sense. the suburbs. Like that's not. Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't know. Um, and especially to do this like a couple days after there's reports that you assaulted a 17 year old and flashed a gun at him that was like, self defense. I heard it was yeah. That they are calling it self defense. I I will say like. I think when you phrase it like, oh, he beat up a minor, sounds a little different than like self-defense against someone who is, what, a few months shy of being a legal adult. I think 17 is kind of a gray area when it comes to, you know, what yes you can no. do. I mean, he's, how old is he? 24? 24 sounds John Morant. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. No, you're right. He's old enough that he, it, it is right. kind of questionable it's... that he's associating with someone that young or like in that position. But like I, I understand that seventeen year old's nearly an adult, but you know I'm a little bit older than twenty four. But seventeen year olds seem like children to me, you know, even if they are almost legally adults. It, I don't know. I no, and I, I, I don't agree know with what, that. I don't I know think... the specifics of the situation, but that that in and of itself sounds sounds not great to me. 
Yeah, I think it really depends on the situation, you know, in right. terms of like what the other person is and and you know, I don't know any details about this person. Like the I think like some 17-year-olds that I know I can picture are probably not in this the same boat uh, assuming that uh, you know, self-defense actually kind of holds up. But I mean, there are also reports of him pushing a sec- a mall security guard. Yeah. So Yeah, I heard about that too. Sounds yeah. like a it sounds like a pattern to me. Yeah, it's it's quickly becoming a pattern. And it's like John Moran is a fun player. He's someone who you you see highlights of him all the time. You really enjoy watching him. You don't want to see him just like ruin his career for stupid reasons like this, but it's starting to become like a, a big concern. I saw a tweet that Paul Pierce put out where it says, I don't care what what anyone says about John Morant carrying a gun, uh, because because Paul Pierce you know, early in his career or early in his life, he was stabbed multiple times. Yeah. And so he said that yeah, I was stabbed and I actually carried a gun. And he talked about you don't really know what anyone's going through, uh, especially when, you know, you're black and you're rich and you have a you have a target on your back. So Paul Pierce, in his case, he had it for self-defense. But like John Morant, he's he's just like holding it at a club. In Denver, right. and, and it's like, how did he get that on the yeah. plane too? Yeah, well, and that's a that's a big thing. Is did he bring it on the team plane because he was not home in Memphis? He was in Denver when this happened, and that that's a whole other thing because the NBA is not a. I mean, I mean, just in general, bringing guns on planes, you have to check that you don't have any firearms when you when you go to board and check into a flight. I believe you can put them in your checked bag, though. So you know, it's not like that's completely. Well, I think uh, it's like a special thing. Like you have to. Is it okay? I think I mean, it has I, to. Yeah. I don't. I I've never had. Uh, I've never had to know. But I, I thought there was <laughs> some way of transporting them. But yeah, it it's all very. I feel like the NBA is, from everything I've heard, they they, they're, fairly strict about things like this. Uh, I feel like they seem, in recent years, to kind of have cracked down on players, sort of. Uh, public conduct, um, you know, having players get in trouble for some of the things they say or do, which happens in any sport, sure. But I just feel like the NBA is almost trying to keep an image uh, and this <laughs> does not fit with it, uh, I don't think. So I, it's it's all very silly. I was looking at uh, Morant's stats today and he, it seems like... <laughs> on he's one of the best players career. in the league. Right, he could still be <laughs> on his way to a great career, but th- th- he's he's not making it easy. Uh, for for seemingly no real reason, um, yeah, and that that's a big thing. Like you can kind of talk about the whole Paul Pierce thing. It just feels like Morant's putting himself in this situation. Right, and I, I get right. it. Yeah, technically anyone can attack you, and you know that that's one of the the biggest uh, defenses when it comes to you know guns in America and you know how they should be treated. And I understand that aspect of it, but again, it's just you're you're in a strip club flashing it on a live video a couple of days after reports come out of you potentially having criminal liability it's a it's a very different situation it's not necessarily him having a gun that is a big thing it's what he's doing with it right it's the behavior yeah so uh yeah i mean it's definitely like a a wild story even for the nba uh i every time i feel like we're kind of done with john morant news there's more and more stuff that comes out i guess we'll see what happens with this suspension the the grizzlies did not have a good weekend because all the news of john morant and then also uh brandon clark yeah torn achilles torn achilles and then is it dylan brooks yeah 
He was he, also he, suspended for he got suspe- technical suspended fouls. Suspended because right? of the 16 technical. All that happened in one day. All the all <laughs> those news. Uh-huh. Like, can you imagine being a Grizzlies PR guy like oh, <laughs> that day? Like wow, like this is uh shit's really hitting the fan today. Yeah, just every <laughs> every, every tweet from them is just like ratio. Oh, and all the memes of John Morant too, where. Uh, like the jaw wick instead of John wick, yep, it's jaw yeah, wick, and it has yeah, John Morant's yeah. face on it. That's I, a good one. Uh, the, yeah, and then the, and then it showed. Uh, there was one where you know you guys know fat heads of like the posters yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. of athletes. There was one where it showed Gilbert Arenas and holding holding guns because because he got caught with the gun in the locker room and. And it shows. John yeah, I don't Moran know if that was got look, caught looking with a gun in him. the locker room. He literally pulled a gun on a teammate. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was what happened. Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenton, they pulled I guns mean, it sounds on like each he other. got caught. He, he, Wait, he was, on each other? Yeah, yeah, in the wow. locker room. Yeah, no, that was like a... Jeez. That, that was like one that of the That story was massive. Like, those, two yeah. were, were, those two were suspended for the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they should have been banned from the league, I think. I mean, I, I don't... Well, Gilbert Arenas was never that Crittenton great again ever. after that. Yeah, I don't think Crittenton ever played again. And Crittenton but it was, was also, like a role player. It was also a big story because they were the Washington Bullets. They renamed themselves to not be associated with guns and bullets. And, you know, that and then happened to be happened? the team. It was like years later after being oh, okay. renamed, I, but yeah. I missed this story. Yeah, I mean, this was like wild. 2010 probably. So oh, it was massive at the time though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But yeah, but. so I love some of the memes like like that, and my favorite one, uh, Kenny's def- definitely never seen it, but Corey definitely has. It was an eight mile. Someone put out a video of, you know, you remember Eminem's uh, last rap battle where he faces Papa Doc, yeah, and then he's like, and then he's like, oh, I know something about you. You went to Cranbrook. That's a private school, and it's, it shows John Morant's uh, past mm-hmm. where he's, he I went to Crestwood, uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then. Can't, if, if you've never seen the movie, you wouldn't get the reference. <laughs> but it makes I mean, perfect sense I, if you've I seen think the I movie. Get it. Yeah, I mean, he's I basically know, I, saying like you, you know, talking like, about his. He, life he, and, like John Morant right. is the Clarence. <laughs> no, right, I was I was looking at his his uh, you know his past his upbringing and it's like yeah you're not. I don't know. There's there, there's a, there's I've seen a lot of criticism of him of people saying stop trying to pretend that. You're, you're from the hood, and you're real. You're yeah, like right. what Corey said. You're you're from like the suburbs, or <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I from know. A two parent household, and like he had a good upbringing, and yeah, you know, not not to not to simplify it to that extent, but that's what I've seen a lot of people saying mm-hmm. is, you're not. This isn't like what the world you're from. Stop acting like it is. You know. Yeah, I think that's what like has been a big criticism against him. So, um. Yeah. Anyway, I guess you know we'll we'll, we'll see where where this goes with John Morant. But I I think like my biggest takeaway is I hope that this doesn't affect what should be a really fun and promising career. So yeah, it, my my reaction is that I mean, completely idiotic decision. Hopefully he gets the help that he gets. Uh, I think he's rightfully being criticized by everybody, but at the same time I. I did, you know, looking at what Paul Pierce said and what Jalen, I don't know if you saw what Jalen Rose said about no, how like, when he say? was, well, he's an analyst on ESPN, of course, and yeah. he talked about like how when he was at his age, uh, about all the things that he he dealt with uh, off the court and all the things that he survived, and basically saying that he relates or yeah, he he can relate to what John ja Moran is going through in a bit and you know, being in that position of being 
you know, really successful uh, NBA player, African-American and all that. Like you have to know who to add and subtract in your life. And, and then he went on with a couple other things that he made good points on. It's just that it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it, 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 what John Morant did was really, really bad, but yeah, it doesn't excuse his behavior. It doesn't excuse what he did, but at the same time, like he's trying to defend him in a way where he can relate and, also saying like he has to know how to handle the fame. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I've I've heard the takes of he's associating with the wrong people, and then there's a that's right. Or is John Morant really the wrong person? Is is he the <laughs> right. you know is he the one, not the people he hangs out with? So, yeah. Um, I guess anyway, do you want to switch topics to a different prominent South Carolina person who? Uh, has guns in in their lives. Uh, someone who's actually a really terrible person. Uh, have you guys been keeping up with the uh, the Alec Murdoch trial and story at all? Because I think it's become national at this point. This is something that oh, does yeah. really kind of hit close to home to me with the connections, not just to the state of South Carolina, but to the university. Uh, why is it Alec? That's just how he goes by. But it's, it, it's, it's it's spelled like Alex. It's spelled like, like Alex. Yeah. So I didn't realize Wait, it's, until it's not Alex. It's 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 actually it's Alex. He goes by okay. Alex. Yeah. But it's his name is Alexander Murdoch. I well, thought his first name is by Richard, that. isn't it? It's, it's Richard like, Alexander Richard, Murdoch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Richard Alexander Murdoch. He goes by Alex. Um, he was just convicted of double homicide uh, last week. So uh, we don't have to worry about using terms like allegedly. I think is is how that works now. But, well, he did. He he's going to appeal it, right? I think he hasn't confessed to that. Okay. But I mean, in the eyes of the law, yeah, it happened. Yeah. And in the eyes of me, it happened. <laughs> I was to say, I think like the evidence is very feels yeah. very clear in terms of how everything went down. Uh, he has only admitted to the defrauding clients, misappropriating right. funds, hiring or have trying to get someone to kill him to benefit his son, like all these other things, except the actually murdering his wife and son. Well, right. He's admitting to the motive, which if this is truly how it played out that, that he did this to cover it up and then he went and confessed it. Like, man, it would be a wild coincidence if his wife and son just happened to randomly get murdered while all this was happening. Well, but it's like, it's all for nothing. You, you, you like, you're still, you admitted to what, you were allegedly trying or you know trying to cover up it's just cuz that's what i heard was that was <laughs> yeah. that that was why it happened and it's oh yeah yeah i mean that so was that was the whole know. idea so i guess have either of you watched the uh the murdoch murders documentary on netflix i haven't watched it no too busy finishing uh season 3 of Outer Banks. No, uh, too busy <laughs> watching love island every single day yeah. because it airs daily it's insane yeah, so I did I did watch it um on Sunday and uh I keep wanting to say it's a quick and easy watch. It's not an easy watch. I mean, this is right. about like they're interviewing friends and family of people who are dead and were killed and right. uh so it's not easy, but it's a quick watch. It's a three-part mini series. All three episodes are under an hour. So, uh it was very Again, I can want to say easy. It was it was just something I was able to pass by a couple episodes in the afternoon, watch the last one uh, before bed after the C Team Show podcast, and um, <laughs> I think I feel like I I learned a good amount of it from this. Uh, there was a lot of stuff, so I had known about the whole Murdoch, you know, Alec Murdoch, the murder of his son and 
wife, I didn't know about all of the other backstory stuff that had been going back for a few years. And uh, I will say, seeing my freshman dorm in this documentary was very surreal. Like, yeah, I, it was I it was a wild experience for me. Yeah, it was like they're just showing. So, um, the the son who's still alive, Buster, went to USC Law, and for whatever reason, they decided to show the Capstone Dorm. It, it's kind of a, a famous building on campus, but yeah, they showed that, and I was like, oh wait, I know that place. And again, I pause it and see Murdaugh murders. It's like ah, this is this is really strange, a very surreal moment, and. They keep showing all these like photos of them in South Carolina gear. Like they were at the Final Four when the Gamecocks men's team won in 2017. And I'm like, oh, hey, go Cox. And then I'm also like, well, you were just convicted of two murders. You are responsible for someone's death. You and you maybe murdered someone. And then just the, the poor ex girlfriend who's associated with all of this. I just I can't imagine what, what she's going through in, in addition to so many others but it is it is wild where it's just like I, i'm like oh this is really cool and fun but also this is such a sad and horrible thing that i'm watching and just trying to balance out all of those emotions uh anyway i do kind of recommend this if you want to know more about this family and all the horrible stuff they were doing or what, potentially doing allegedly what was the turnaround like that that must have just come out right it's yeah, it very so they, current for well, it's Netflix, you said? It's Netflix, yeah. So they were kind of doing this. I think they were doing it the whole time he was in prison. So right. I think it, well, it, it, it was... I don't know it, if it's it just a, a coincidence ago, right? that it was released like a week before he was officially convicted. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah but I mean, crazy, it's a number... Yeah. Because I watched... Uh, you, you guys probably have too, the, the Aaron Hernandez one. But that was years after. Like, yeah, all, all right. It's just yeah, crazy it was, that it's it's happening when it is currently very relevant. You know? uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess they they just didn't want to wait to release it. I was wondering if they were gonna update anything, like at the like the end credits to say that he was convicted because it, it came out like you know right before. It's number two trending on Netflix right now, so it's still very fresh. And you know, I'm yeah. sure you know the the conviction has a lot of people wanting to look into it. But yeah, yeah, I remember you can, you can absolutely update those things these days. They've, they oh, do yeah. that, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember um, just like going back to summer 2021 and like starting to hear some of these things. I think it just was like more prevalent on my Twitter timeline with the whole Carolinas connection. But um, yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of stuff that I had never heard about. So uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, these people don't deserve to be murdered by their husband and father, but they're also Most not- don't. No, most don't. I would say most. I would say very few people deserve to be murdered, um, but you don't necessarily feel bad about them, which is like another. It's a strange way to look at it, but right. just like it, they were, no, it's, yeah, they're all horrible people, and this is a very bad people doing bad things to bad people. Yeah, you know? no, and it, it's a very prominent family. I mean, this Alec Murdoch, his great grandfather, started this law firm. Like everyone in Hampton County, South Carolina, knows this family. And they all know that they're very powerful and they can do things and cover things up. And I think all this is kind of coming to light. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, they're they're almost definitely allegedly, you know, potentially whatever word you want to use tied to all of this stuff. Right. So, yeah, it's another very interesting news stuff. Um, Good way to kind of pass the Sunday afternoon. I'll I'll give it that. Um, 
And it's also one of the few times that I can do that on a Sunday afternoon in the next few weeks because my Sundays are about to be preoccupied with college basketball and March Madness and championship week is upon us. And let's do a quick transition from all those horrible topics into something more fun. Um, And uh, I will say, when I was initially trying to come up with some ideas, I just instinctively put down UNC versus Duke because that was a big game on Saturday night big game. I recognize this game means nothing compared to what it has in the past few years with Coach K gone. Um, but just as a transition, I did watch this game with friends who were you know, mixed between North Carolina and Duke at a Duke fan's house. Um, I like really wasn't getting into it until my friend who was hosting as a Duke fan was just screaming and going insane over every single missed shot and loose rebound and foul. And it, it was just like, I, I, didn't know how else to respond other than to scream in his face every time UNC did something good. God, <laughs> so, insufferable. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to match the insufferable <laughs> yeah. thing. Just like get like this really toxic environment going, which led to just a horrible feeling when the game ended and Duke held on for the win. And it's like, well, Tar Heels are probably going to the NIT now. This sucks. Like half the people here are really happy. The other half are not uh, and I was like, as they like switched over on ESPN, it switched to UFC. And I was like, I don't want to watch UFC. I don't care about UFC. And, um, I was like flipping through just like whatever streaming service they had to see what else we could put on. I said, I don't want to watch college basketball anymore after that. So I put on bridesmaids and it was like, Oh, they should make a bridesmaids too. Like, Oh, we're just gonna sit here and have some laughs. No one was paying attention though. And, um, <laughs> they, turn college basketball back on. I was like, why are you guys watching this? And what game was it? It was Tennessee Tech versus Southeastern Missouri. And this game was insane ending. It was 75 to 72 when, or 75 to 73, Southeastern Missouri, two seconds left. Tennessee Tech throws the ball all the way down the court. And Tennessee, like the player hits a shot, but they review it. They say his foot on the line. So it's only a two goes to overtime. Southeastern Missouri ends up hanging on. They win the Ohio Valley first time in the tournament since 2000. And it's just like one of those moments where it's like, we're going to get so much of this in the next month, all these crazy finishes. And it, it's just the beauty of college basketball in March. Yeah. I, I, I watched a couple games on Sunday and one of them was Houston versus Memphis. Another and, good one. And Memphis. So Houston, the Houston Cougars, they're the number one team in the nation. And they're at Memphis, and it looked like Memphis was going to pull off the upset, but Houston hung in there, and it was a tie game, and Houston had the ball last, and they made it at the buzzer. And it was like, <laughs> all I ask for is a buzzer beater, and it, I'm amazed about how many times I, I my wish comes true when I watch college basketball. Uh, yeah. So, and, and it's not even, well, it's already March, but it's not even the, the tournament yet, the, the big NCAA tournament yet, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, this, it's just a regular season fun. game. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a regular yeah. season game, right? And so yeah, this time of the year is definitely fun for college basketball, no doubt no doubt. Yeah, and I know Kenny, like college football, you don't necessarily care about college basketball until March Madness. Um, well I mean, so it's it's you know, I want every year to pay attention before March Madness, to know a little bit what's going on, to be able to fill a bracket out without completely guessing the whole way through. But I'm not watching any of this. I will fill out a dozen brackets when they when they come out and all of them will be busted in, on the first day. <laughs> so it, it's just, you know it's the same it's the same stories every year. It's, yeah, it's, I, I'm used to it. I say that all the time where 
Uh, I, I, I'm, I look forward to building my brackets, but I, I know deep down by the end of Friday, may, uh, you know, ab- after the first round, maybe, maybe the round of 32, I already know my bracket will be busted. Uh, but it's, it's still, still fun to see all the crazy upsets that happen. It's still fun. I definitely still enjoy it, but it, it's, it's just another one of those things, you know, including college football that I would like to know more. I would like to see more, but I ultimately don't make the time. Don't put in the effort. And that's the way it is, you know? Yeah. Co- but, uh, for, for me, college football. Yeah. I I don't really put in the effort either, but college basketball, I do a little bit at, at this time of the year. Uh, yeah. March. Well, I think it's easier NFL and football in general are over you got right, games going right. on during the week, so it's just like it's easier and, and, to kind of see stuff and, going on. And the NBA and NHL, they're not in the playoffs yet. Like they're still in yeah, the regular it's season. It's just like a dead part of the, the regular season for the yeah. most part. And and, and then uh, oh and don't forget about spring training baseball. Can't forget that. Yeah. Oh pitch clock, loving it. Wait, oh they have a pitch clock? Yeah, games are flying by now. It's awesome. Is it do you actually like it, yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so much better. Uh, I'm not excited because I live very close to Fenway Park, and it's about to be crowded again when I come home from work. Uh, once yeah, the, once the yeah, I can see that starts. being an issue if you're not going to the game every single night. Yeah, I I have not been to a single game since I moved here. Uh, but you know, it's fine. I can <laughs> I can bob and weave through a crowd. Yeah. So anyway, I guess you know, back to college basketball. So you mentioned Houston, Memphis. I I'm really starting to buy into. The, the whole like Houston conspiracy theory idea. I don't know if that's the right term to use, but so the final four is being held in, in Houston. Houston. Yep. Jim Nance, his last ever final four, where did he go to college? University of Houston. So it just feels like kind of a fitting scenario for them. Uh, but yeah, I, UCLA just lost one of their best players. Kansas is trying to go back to back. Hasn't happened since Florida in 2007. I don't know if they're going to be the team that breaks it. Alabama it just feels like the basketball gods aren't going to let them win a championship. And like, that's the, the best way I can boil that down. So Houston kind of by default feels like they have enough going for them. Uh, even though that's like such like a, a small thing that really doesn't mean a ton. You could say this any year, but it does feel really, really wide open this year. Yeah, Cause I don't I agree. I don't think uh, there's really no dominant team. There's no, undefeated Gonzaga or undefeated Kentucky it's like Houston is the top team and they almost lost and yeah it looks like conspiracy theory wise they're probably going to be in the final four with just how everything is setting up with the things that you just said but besides them I don't yeah I I feel like you can have questions about really all these teams even Houston (laughs) to be honest oh yeah I mean they they play in the America East or not America East? The, uh, the they're American not in the top. Athletic. They're not yeah. in the. You're not exactly in a in a big conference. <laughs> no, so like I, there's there's reasons to have some like doubts about them. I don't think they're gonna end up as the number one overall seed because of that. Though you know we'll see what happens to conference tournament week because if they and win their conference were, and you know Kansas and teams or like Bama North Carolina early. and Kentucky, they were at the beginning of the year they were top seeded teams and favorites to win it yeah. all. And they dropped so far down, especially North Carolina, that <laughs> North yeah. Carolina, I think they'll still be in the tournament. I don't but, know. I mean, but it's 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 close. <laughs> it really is. I think they need Which, to to pull off a big win in the ACC tournament. They they can't go. They're the seven seed. They can't go out in the quarterfinals. I'm, they need to at I, least that, that, upset UVA or whoever. 
it blows my mind that they're in this position because they made it they almost won it all last year and they still have they still have Davis and Love and and Baycott. and Baycott. Like they still have like their top guys. Yeah. It's not like any of the any of their, you know, best players from that from last season well, left. Brady Manic. Oh, that's <laughs> He's true. proving he to be the difference. Yeah. It's like he was like the guy and he, yeah, he, Pete he, Nance is Brady, not Brady Manic made some big shots in that uh, game. Or really other games. Just too, like but. throughout the tournament, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so yeah, they did lose him. I, I it's true, but uh-huh. I don't know. I, it's it's crazy that they're well. That there's they're also rumors that the uh, the the shooting guard's girlfriend cheated on him with the point guard. So <laughs> chemistry's a little off with that team. <laughs> Just wow. uh, which is like a you know blip on the radar compared to some of the other off the court issues in college basketball. But yeah, that that's going on. So, but. Uh, anyway, I'm still excited for for the tournament. Still excited for March Madness. Is like the I guess you know the tinfoil hat among Pennsylvania-based sports writers is that the they're gonna put Pitt versus Penn State in the play-in tournament. Just have that rivalry, which I think would be a fun game. Um, I think Pitt deserves to make the full bracket. Um, you know, like get a bye, but we'll see. They did suffer a couple of tough losses this week to Notre Dame and Miami. Um, UNH and UMass Lowell are playing in the semifinals of the America East tournament on Tuesday in Lowell. So that could be an oh, exciting WNH. one. Yeah. You're going to go? There, yeah. I, wa- I watched oh, a couple no. games, like not just, uh, <laughs> not just Houston, Memphis. I watched Michigan, Indiana yesterday. Okay. Uh, I think Michigan, they'll probably, they probably won't make the tournament now. Yeah. They're on the outside. And, uh, Wisconsin almost lost to the Golden Gophers. For what <laughs> I don't know, Golden Gophers. I don't know what the latest is from Joe Lenardi, but for whatever reason, he had Wisconsin in the last four in when they they're just not really a good tournament team. <laughs> uh, I'm looking now; he does finally have them in first four out. So I I will be pissed if they they get in over North Carolina with uh their horrible resume too. So anyway, um. I guess it's also worth mentioning that uh, I will be bringing back the official He's Done It March Madness NCAA bracket pool. So uh, I haven't created it. Um, I will get that. I guess really just updating, um, you know, renewing it, whatever the the phrase is. So if you are interested, you know, reach out to me however possible, whether that's shooting me a text because you know me in real life or, you know, Twitter DMs, Instagram, um, yeah, we're we're gonna do yeah. this. So I, I look forward to Venmoing you uh, ten dollars and and not getting <laughs> not getting it back. <laughs> yeah, I look, it's worth the money. I look forward yeah. to receiving a ton of Venmo payments and knowing that none of it is going to remain in my Venmo account by the uh, you know beginning of April. So, uh, yeah, definitely an exciting time of year, and um, that's kind of all we have in terms of topics here. Uh, the Oscars are coming up on Sunday night. That's something that I just realized today. Uh, do you guys have any you know predictions or you know picks for that one? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes, eleven nominations. Yeah, that one got the most mo- nominations. I never seen it, but oh, it's so good. You should watch yeah. it. But, but you guys love it. Uh, Affable chat loves it, and and looks like everyone everyone yeah, it's just it. like I think America in general loves it. So we'll yeah. see. I I think it's gonna end up winning Best Picture, but. 
I um, hope so. I, I I haven't seen a lot of the a lot of the nominations, uh, so I'm obviously biased because I have seen that one. But it was it was really something special, in my opinion. Uh, I will be watching the Oscars actually. No, uh, no C team that night. So okay, I'll be I'll be, I'll be watching. Uh, That's why we did two yesterday. Yeah, I probably won't. Not probably. Go- I, w- I won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be in Denver. I have a midnight mountain time flight home. My friend convinced me to do that because it was cheaper than a normal time. So I, I don't know. I might end up watching the Oscars. I normally don't, but that's like a reason for I me. Mean, yeah, you're going to be up anyway. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter yeah. of am I in front of a TV that's playing them, which seems somewhat likely, I guess. So um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I would definitely like to see everything everywhere all at once uh, you know win at least some of those 11 awards they're nominated for yeah i think it's you know i don't like i say i haven't seen a lot of the other nominations so i can't really speak to comparisons but it i think it deserves something certainly yep so another fun thing to look forward to definitely more excited about selection sunday <laughs> than the oscars <laughs> so oh, for sure <laughs> all right so kenny thank you for coming on uh, real quick before we go, top five pizza toppings, I believe we had planned. Uh, number five is onions. Brian? Oh, fuck onions. <laughs> <laughs> I would... uh, yeah, thanks for having me on again. It's uh, it's always a good time. Yeah, Appreciate no, well, we're going to we're gonna actually do that one in October, I think is what we said. <laughs> um, right, sounds good. Yeah, so, you know, check out Kenny on C-Team Show. Check out the both of us on it in, uh, you know, a couple weeks at you can basically next Wednesday, maybe next Wednesday, maybe you're going to get to potentially <laughs> hear like half of our high school graduating class get name dropped in this. <laughs> really yeah, curious how that's we'll going to go. <laughs> I did. I wish I'd thought Corey when, when I had the yearbook out, I could have read what you and Chandler had written in my yearbook. It would have been, Oh, like, that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah Jack I didn't genuinely write anything, don't remember what I wrote. So maybe next time you're on. Yeah. I'm really, I'm still looking forward to your, uh, your tier list for the reunion (laughs) (laughs) we'll see (laughs) all right so as uh kenny does in this this uh episode we're talking about for our guest host kenny cashman my co-host brian wells i'm corny thanks everyone